you know, I wrote in my blog actually when Jared doesn't answer the phone, it's because he's working a glory hole. And if you have if you have any information corroborating my story, send it in to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's the ripped part. Yeah, <laughs> come on, who doesn't want? I mean, it's 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 a nice look, right? If I had a six pack and I took my shirt off and somebody said "ew," <laughs> I'd be like, "What the fuck happened?" I sing and I I feel the blood and it's dark and I'm like, oh. I'm I'm not going to tell anybody. I, I'm scared shitless now. I Best thing wanna, to do is hide. Things. Yeah, just hide hide the fact that I have a fucking stab wound. If you don't think about stuff, it goes away. Having a beer right now. There are other beverages. <sighs> I don't believe that. <laughs> I refuse that fucking lie. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Hey, buddy. Hey, guy. What's going on, man? Nothing. Softball? Softball. Softball. Yeah. Did just good. Started last night. <laughs> Luke was just uh, telling me about the prowess of his team. What was the final score, man? I don't know. <laughs> After 18, you stopped counting. <laughs> I got our only hit. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a no hitter, right? So, well, it wasn't. It it it. You broke up his perfect. We're game. playing a team that's been been playing together a long time that shouldn't even be in our our division. All right, which is one of the problems with this league is they knock down these teams that are like exceptionally good. How many teams are in the league? There's a lot. All right. Look, first off, every every. Uh, Every girl on their team was obviously of the I like girls persuasion. Oh. Very athletic. So you're saying they're the East Germans in the 84 Olympics. Um, But there was a point where Janie Donahue thought they batted two guys in a row because you have to bat boy, girl, boy, girl. (laughs) And this one, this chick looked like a dude. I shit you not. Uh. Um, So... And our team, we, he's just kind of getting a feel for the group, and we have a bunch of new players, and there was a lot of people that showed up last night. And uh, so there's like a rotation of... How many games are you playing in the season? I don't know, 10 or 12. Just 10 know. or 12? It's we like once a week. last week, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking just terrible out right now. It keeps flash raining, and we're supposed to go to Arlington Racetrack tomorrow for my wife's birthday, and then you don't even know if it's going to be like... Because there's supposed to be a shitload of kids around, and they're going to be running up and down the hill. Yeah. There's gonna be mud everywhere, so yay. Good time. I think it's supposed to rain. Yeah, and they said like bad storms too. It wasn't like even safe storms. Not even like good storms. Yeah, not even good storms. Evil. Like the evil thunderstorm with lots of lightning. So we're gonna try fucking to do it anyway, but you know. Um quick shout out uh to our good friend and longtime listener, Colleen Graham, who opened up her own uh uh, shop her own facility finally to cook her breadsticks. Oh, not cooking in the church basement. Not cooking anymore? in the church basement anymore. So now she can listen to our episodes yes, in she her can own, openly, without offending God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, you know, but I, I want to say this, like, it's good food by a good person, and um, congratulations to you. Uh, Why don't you say her website? Yes, I will. Uh, cheeseparties.com and ColleensBetterThanBreadsticks.com. Uh, I like to think that we've helped sell maybe four of those bags of uh, breadsticks, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh it's cool to see somebody being very successful at something like that you know yeah. that's awesome so american congratulations dream. american dream you. buddy amen man um i just got back from wisconsin i had to do a four-day stint up there for a, a wire expo and demonstrating wire strippers the entire time and i just want to re-emphasize how much fucking wisconsin sucks it's the worst state even worse than the worst. Indiana. Eh, well, they got beer and cheese, so Indiana's worse. Indiana has beer and cheese. Yeah, but it's it's Indiana. It's fucking just. Do you like Wisconsin at all? You like going up there? Yeah, I don't hung out in Milwaukee. I've been a lot of places. There's worse just, states. You ever drive through New Mexico? I have not. So I, I can't claim all states because I haven't been to like maybe thirty of them. Unless so. you're in like the main cities, there's no. so I'm just. Fucking cheeseheads! I got nothing. I really, I just, it was just an angry trip. I was just like everyone, in, just enraged me. The people at Starbucks, the people at the show, nobody, everyone had referred to me as getting angry. Yeah. I think you're an angry guy. I am an angry guy. Maybe it's because we've been doing the show <laughs> that you've been rubbing off on me. Besides the jerking off part. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hey, Do you see my head? See that head? What the fuck happened to you? Holy shit! Okay, Luke's got a big, <laughs> big. How many inches? Scratchola on his head. About a four-inch scratch right there. Yeah, on the top of my head, I was... Hang on. Get the fuck out of yeah, here, Yeah, I'll do this. Um, I'll put that there. No dog so loud. See Lloyd's shave job, too. We got him shaved yesterday. Hey, buddy. He looks good. Yeah, for the summer. Um, he... Uh, I was... Uh, I bent over at work, and there's like a paper towel holder. It's metal. Mm-hmm. It's got corners. And I came up, and I hit it. And I thought just I pinged my head on it. I put my hand over my head and look at it. I'm like, man, it feels like it should be bleeding, but it's not, you know? So then all of a sudden I feel blood. I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I got a paper towel and I'm like dabbing it. And I go look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. It's like a whole, I thought it was going to be like a, you know, like you hit your head and get a little mark. And it dragged up and I was like, God damn it. ER or no? No, I'm a guy. Guys don't go to Well, I fucking know if you need stitches for that. It looked like it was a gusher. No, no. I just put some Neosporin on it and put a hat on and went to work. Is that a permanent thing, you think? Man, you're going to be like a superhero with some sort of weird... No, I know. Permanent and healing. <laughs> We're going to see that scar I have a scar here on the side of my head, too, from when I was 15, so it don't matter. I shaved my head. Was that one from jerking off in the bathroom, falling into a towel rack or something? No. No? <laughs> you're not going to tell me what it's from? You didn't ask. What's it from? Uh, playing uh, football. I slid, dove for the ball, and there was like a half-buried railroad tie used for like a garden. Mm-hmm. And I slid right into it and slammed my head on it and got up and started running with the ball because I intercepted it and everyone stopped and looked at me. So I just kept running and I'm looking at him. And all of a sudden, just blood. You talk about blood. Ugh. Man, I had to put my head over the tub at my friend's house because it was dripping so much. It was running. See, it reminds me of a time. Uh, anybody with brothers know that when you fucking have brothers, you rough house. You get into it no matter what. So me and my brother were fighting one night. And it was probably like midnight. We wouldn't. We weren't supposed to be up. I think I was uh, ten, and he was thirteen. We shared the same room. And uh, in the middle of the night, he got up. I was sleeping, and he just fucking slugs me right in the chest. 
So as you do, he goes back in his bed, and I'm going to get up and slug him. So I get back up, and I slug him right in the chest, right back. But, you know, because I'm younger, I run away. And as I'm running away, it's a dark room. I trip, and I stumble backwards into um, – it was it was like a shelf where a bunch of stuff you can actually touch. It's sitting on there like school supplies and whatnot. And I fall backwards into a pair of scissors. Oh. Scissors get jabbed into my back. And so naturally, it's dark, and I just pull it out. And I, I feel the blood, and it's dark, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not going to tell anybody. I, I'm scared shitless now. I Best wanna, thing to do is hide. Yeah, things. just hide hide the fact that I have a fucking stab wound. If you don't think about stuff, it goes away. <laughs> so I go in my bed, and I start feeling, you know, where I got punctured, and I stick my finger inside the wound, and I'm like, well, that ain't good. Did you feel like the Terminator? Did you go into the mirror and start fixing yourself up and get back out and kill Sarah Connor? No, it wasn't that good, unfortunately. I... Um, I start kind of like whimpering and crying, and I, I go to my parents' room like, Mom. And she's like, what are you doing up? I had an accident. And it's like, I have a big fucking bloody I hand. I had an accident? Did she think you took a dump or something? You know, well, she saw the bloody hand, and she like their eyes turned just like dilated, and she fucking turned white. And she thought, like, I killed my brother or something. <laughs> And she said, what the fuck? Nikki Myers. Yeah, how about it? So, yeah, that was a fun, fun day in the ER. So I still have that scar to this day. Nice. Good time. I, uh, my brother was the like accident. Like weapon. <laughs> <laughs> my brother was the accident-prone one in my house. Did you he, guys roughhouse a lot? Oh, we roughhoused, yeah. Um, I mean, I got, you know, I had my share of, of uh, you know, split open head. Well, he's the older one. So yeah. I imagine he fucking took advantage of you as much as he could before you started wrestling and shit. So. Yeah, I mean, we used to do all kinds of roughhousing, but he got, like, he fell through the front door window. <laughs> all uh, right, explain. Shoveling snow, he slipped and <laughs> fell right through the window. He cut his finger on a chainsaw. He got shot with a pellet gun, and it missed his heart by a quarter inch. His lung collapsed. He almost died. Get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah. His best friend, they were shooting at, like, squirrels or something, and he went to put the gun away, and he had it on his shoulder and was standing about 20 feet away, and he... It bounced on his shoulder, and it was like half-pumped, and it went off. Hit him right in the chest, and just well, freak accident. From what I learned about National Lampoon's vacation is that a pellet gun can break the skin. So you're telling me I've been living a lie this entire time? Pretty much. Oh, shit. Um, but it was, I mean, he just, he always was, something was happening to him. <laughs> he drank He drank turpentine when he was four. Okay. Did he think it was juice? Or no, what he the was fuck just yet? fucking around. Born yet? He was a dumbass. Oh shit! So dude. this is my, you know, this is my brother. He took a sip of turpentine. I think the worst thing I did was fucking. I I thought it was you know Spider Man, and I climbed a tree, and I fucking fell out, and yeah. I was a good solid like twenty feet up, fell right on my back. Well, this so, is back when you know yeah. when kids used you do to play. stupid shit. Yeah. Kids used to go out and play, and you didn't have, you know. Granted, you know sometimes you kind of go, Jesus, I. Lucky I survived. Drink turpentine. Yeah, how you toughen your kids up is let them play, let them get hurt. Um, <laughs> my neighbor's got three kids, uh, and they two of them are twins, a boy and a girl, and then a, a younger boy, and they're like eight and six or seven and five. That right. And uh, you know they don't wear helmets and they don't wear their knee pads. You know, there's kids like going up and down the street in like body armor on their bikes, and these kids are freaking. You know, they get hurt, and the dad's like, all right, well, that's you learned a lesson not to do that anymore. Uh, let me just point this out, right? We took uh, my daughter on her bike. She's got the training wheels. We're, we have a big fucking helmet for her. 
she loved it. She's like got this magnetic cat on it. She she's in love with it. So first time out, I got her on the bike and she just collapses, nails her fucking head, and I'm like, all right, money well spent. <laughs> It was she, like it was like literally ten minutes after she's on the bike. She has training wheels. You, oh, she put way too much weight in her turn. Oh, it's on a turn. Okay. It was on a turn. I thought she was just pedaling no, and no. somehow managed to defy <laughs> physics and overcome the training. Oh wheels. no, no, she was doing she was doing this weird. I would have been like Nick, awkward. Your turn. kid's special. <laughs> Here, honey. No, 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 no pointy things. No pointy things. Okay, no. I got you. Okay, I never, yes. I never had training wheels, so I had to learn. It was like ride the bike or walk. Oh man, that was the best when I fucking finally took the training wheels off. But I had the like the girliest bike, so everyone kept giving me shit. I'm glad you weren't my friend when I was younger, because you would have fucking just said nothing but mean things to You're me. Goddamn right. I'm just making sure that there's batteries. Yes, there is. All right. Because yes, uh, Nick refuses to charge this, he wants that. to use batteries, I and he always waits batteries. until they run out mid show before he replaces them. <laughs> See, I'll edit it in the right spot. So, Luke, we got topics today, my friend. Oh, okay. And you know. You ever want to talk about shit, Luke? You just tell me in advance. I, you know, I've been following. I've been yeah, watching you go the first. Cubs. Yeah. I have a question for you as a White Sox fan. Now we came sure. into this season with, and I asked Aaron the same question last night. Um, and then the Sox at the time were losing, and their their big call up was that uh, Rodon guy. Yeah, I, um, and he had just given up like a three run triple, and um, Sox ended up making a big comeback and coming back and winning the game last night, but. I had asked Aaron, I said, now we came in, we both came in. With and I did expect- not see any of the game last night, just yeah. so you said. Okay. Well, it's nothing to do with the game itself, okay. but it was coming into the season, both teams had not, I wouldn't say high expectations, but expectations, ex- expectations we haven't had the last few years. Absolutely. And I said, are you worried at this point? And she said, well, no, it's early. I said, not, not about the, the uh, record. Forget about the record. Yeah. But. Have you seen anything with them losing more games than winning? You know, is there a point in the team where you kind of look at, is there a uh, something that worries you? Like, oh, fuck, we got to fill this hole. Oh, fuck. There's a, like, I look at the Cubs' bullpen, which was supposed to be their, one of their strong suits, and their two guys on the back end have been not bad, but a little shaky. And one of their, their, one of their setup guys that was solid got hurt. So I kind of look and I go, okay, maybe the bullpen could use a little... Well, I'll be honest with you, and you feel free to write in if you guys disagree with any of this, but as far as I was concerned with the White Sox, uh, this point in the season, there's no cohesion, I feel, within the team. I, I think it's all, you know, when they win, it's great, but I see a lot of pieces playing for themselves as opposed to this team mentality, and I really, I believe there's a position for the manager on every team. I don't think it's a person that does nothing I and I don't think Robin Ventura is the guy. I think. Do you think the you think Robin needs to go? I think he needs to go. I really do. I don't think he. You want Ozzy back? I would take Ozzy back in a second. I love Ozzy Gian. I think he, love him or hate him, and he says some really stupid fucking things. He is a motivator, and you know what? He. Mo- but do you think he motivates the right? It's got to be a certain type of person. I, I think, yeah, there's people that he'll... He, I think he's an asshole. I think if you, like, would hang out with him, he's an asshole. But at the same time, if, you know, you can gel with that kind of uh, mentality as a person, like, he can probably be a really good friend. He'd just be a dick, you know. But if you vibe with that, I think you'll get a lot of work accomplished. And he, he's, he seems to be a very straight shooter with somebody where the point where, like, hey, this sucks. 
improve on this, where Robin Ventura seems to be, and again, more people watch uh, White Sox right now than I do. He seems to be a hand holder and uh, hey guys, you know, and that's, that's <laughs> I think I your can't... your best coach, <laughs> Terry Bevington. You're gonna have a basic. <laughs> well, you're always gonna have a basic, you know, way you coach. Yeah, but I don't the like the best way coach. Coach can adjust his approach to the need of the player. Some some guys need a little bit of a, a pep talk, and some guys need like doing this. Yeah, I don't think Ozzy's the more of the little pep talk. Type. Well, I yeah. mean, I think you got to your your best coaches are the ones that are gonna adjust. I mean, it's the same as a boss. You know, I I manage people at work very different. Each person kind of differently because each person is going to react. You do a react. case by case scenario. Yeah, you, each person is going to react differently. If you you think everyone's going to fall in line to your line of thinking, it's yeah. you're, you're. Well, I I've you know what I always um. Uh, I always thought the similarities between Ozzy Guillen and uh, Mike Ditka. I've always seen that coach. kind of coach style. The coach. Well, Mike Ditka, again, he's a fucking asshole. I mean, Mike Ditka yelled at his players. He was, he was a fucking hothead. And I see a lot of the same features with Ozzy. But when Mike Ditka motivated you, shit got done. I mean, 85 bursts, you know. Ditka. <laughs> I hate to keep dwelling on the past. I mean, shit, it's been 10 fucking years since that World Series. And I I said it, and I think to you, in 2006, I'm like, you know, it's going to be a – I did. I said this in 2006 to you after that we uh, we got um, – we didn't get to the playoffs. I think we were like a game and a half out. And I was like, you know, I really hope that I'm not celebrating this championship – 30 years from now yeah. as the championship, like, like do we the do the Bears. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to hang our heads on the 2005 well, that's, season. And that's uh, – and you're talking to someone who's not witnessed his team win a World <laughs> Series. I'm thinking that we are going to because they're really going in a good direction. Um, but there was a, a Sox fan that posted on Facebook, um, I hate when you know I'm talking about baseball and we're comparing teams. And she said – and fans cub fans will bring up like the Sox neighborhood or that we don't fill our stadium and i said you know that's a good point i said i said if you're going to talk about you know better whatever like if it if you're talking baseball, who was complaining about this uh m fed had brought it up and i said no that's a good point i said you know we should it shouldn't be like oh you know the Sox are the better team and i go your, your stadium sucks or what you know what i mean Stick oh yeah. To, stick to the things that are in line. and so we kind of like discussed it back and forth. And her brother jumps in and says, 2000, 2005 World Series." Enough said, or two thousand five. Enough said. And I went, <laughs> "You're you're you're doing exactly what she hates, which is changing the topic off of it to point to something else." Yeah. And I said, "No, by the way, I said it's been ten years now." I go, "So it's not enough said." Mm-hmm. I said, "It's time." I said, "You." I said, then "Think about the eighty five Bears." I said, "You're pointing to something." That happened when you were a child. It's like he's in his like twenties. I was six. I go. Oh, God. So, I said, it's time to start thinking about what's happening now. You, it doesn't. I'm no. like, are you that excited about that at this point still? That it, you're fine with whatever the White Sox are doing now? I'm like, stop rehashing. I mean, it's something great to have and always hold on to. And you know, God bless the fact that that's that's happened to you. Yeah, it's a nice memory. Um, but. When we're discussing what's happening now, saying that and saying "enough said" is like the dumbest thing ever. And every time someone says "enough said," it's, they always can continue to talk, which he did. Um, well, okay. There's two kinds of conversations you can have about the White Sox and the Cubs. 
If you're an intellectual baseball fan, yes, you can discuss the teams. But if you're ribbing each other, I mean, you're very good at that. Yeah. Then, then it's fucking time. Yeah, you throw that shit out there. So just what conversation are you having? You know? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Stick to what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, he, he, <laughs> and then he's saying, well, I don't know why people would bring up, you know, this. I could bring up this. And I don't know why people. And I said, well, I, I'm and I kept agreeing with him and going, yes, I, that's what exactly what I just said. So finally, I said, I said, George, you're not listening to me. You're just you're arguing with yourself. <laughs> I'm like I'm agreeing with you, and you're then you're then saying I'm wrong, and then saying exactly what I just said. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 2005. Woo. So, what do you think about the Bulls firing Tibbs? Did he get fired yet? He's gone. Did I he? think it was on uh, yesterday. I think was he got it? fired. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that was that was about the quickest reaction ever. You know how many Bulls? Well, they not reaction. They were going to fire mid. You know. Yeah, they but if ready. they would, if they would have magically won everything i watched this year probably a total if you combined all the time i watched probably three or four games really i, I don't yeah. i am not want, a fan of the basketball huh i want the bulls to win that's fine but i don't really care i hate lebron james more than oh, i like the bulls fucking brutal I, he's such a beat off yeah he you know what see i was trying to see if i was viewing shit through rose-colored glasses when it came to my favorite player of all time michael jordan chicago fan blah 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 was he that much of a fucking tool, Jordan? Yeah, and I'm trying Jordan to like his, was he it... had his flaws, but you know his his he was a dick to some of his play, but it motivated them. Here's the thing about Jordan, and forget about the, you can say you know LeBron's a tool, and you, we didn't have as much of a view of Jordan because there wasn't the social media and all no, that. No, no, there wasn't. So. You kind of got it. You got it painted for you through whatever the reporters wanted you to see. Yep. But if you're comparing them as players, and people just you know, they they give him this title like he's the greatest player on the planet. They throw that out there like it's like some LeBron, and, yeah. And they always say that, and I'm like, stop, stop making the title bigger. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> on the planet in the NBA is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, pretty much like you know. there's players on Mars that he hasn't been compared to yet. You know, Space it's like, Jam Two. Um, but. Jordan, there were certain things that Jordan it would have never, it would have never happened. It would have never happened. And he seemed classier too. Is it just me? Well, I mean, LeBron a, seems like a fucking, well, he's like a, a Kanye know. West type, yeah, a Kardashian of, type. He seems of. like that kind of celebrity. Um, you don't like and him. And I think they people nitpick him too. Yeah. They want and I like him. But if you're comparing I want him on my team. Player, Jordan made the players around him better yep all the time and that's why the bulls now like derrick rose will never be a championship unless he plays with another superstar because he's not he's not the he cannot lead a team no he's not a sniper jordan was a fucking assassin anyone who's who's too young to remember watching jordan or you watched him as a little i don't think people realize how much of a fucking ferocious competitor he was yeah you know lebron's day jordan never had to jump ship to play with superstars he had his team and he made he made scotty pippen a superstar scotty pippen was a good player he would not have been a superstar if he didn't play with jordan not a chance in hell um he made horace grant a good player no i think scotty pippen would have been the star if he was on his own team but, but would never they have ever the yeah, but never been Jordan to the finals? Jordan made him one of the like 50 that. greatest players of all time. Yeah. 
Jordan, LeBron does not make people better. No. LeBron makes LeBron do his thing, and he bit, you know, he had to he had to leave his home team yeah. to go win some titles, and then he comes back, but under the under the thing of you're gonna get its good players now, right? It's like Jordan was like, I'm on the Bulls. And they had a lot of and, shitty seasons. A lot of people don't remember that. A lot of shitty seasons. And he built them. He made them a playoff yeah. team, and then they got, their players started to develop. They never, they never had to go out and sign Charles Barkley to play with Jordan. I mean, the closest thing they did was sign Rodman, who was a pure rebounder. Yeah, he, well, he stopped scoring at, at that, that point. point. A good yeah. defender and a pure rebounder, and that was it. All right, they did this thing on ESPN regarding Jordan and LeBron, and the question was posed to people that, I, can, I saw this. that consider themselves— and they're stupid for answering this. Yes, they, they consider themselves, though the people who responded to this question had to consider themselves avid NBA watchers. Yeah. They had to have been people that have watched the games throughout the season. They're not just a casual fan for the NBA. And they said, playing now, Jordan being 52, LeBron being, I think, 30, and at the peak. I mean, he's... At 30 years old, you're probably, this is his peak physical prowess. He's probably, like, at perfection right now. If they played one-on-one, who would win? Yeah. And 37% of the people said fucking Jordan would win. Yeah. 37% of the people are really fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. He's, you know... They forget his Washington Wizard days when he was at the tail end of his career. (laughs) I mean... he was just... He was... He was good, but he was... But there was like another subset of the question, like, would Jordan even score a point? Yeah, of course he would. Jordan would score a couple points. Yeah, that's not that's not the issue here. He would get trashed by LeBron yeah. right now. So Jordan in his prime versus LeBron in his prime. Ooh, that would be a good Jordan game. Would, no, Jordan, I think Jordan's a lot quicker. Jordan so, would smoke him. Because LeBron kind of lumbers. He, he's a fucking fast. I think forward. he's like six foot 11, something ridiculous. But Jordan, Jordan would have torn him just up. Just going right around him. Would have torn him, him so. up. Anyway, enough of that bullshit. Yeah, what are our topics? Our topics. All right. Sticking with the sports theme. Okay. Tom Brady. Yeah. You had some thoughts on Mr. Tom Brady. Deflate Gate is back. Better than ever. He fucking got suspended four games for his role, quote unquote, in the um, the championship game where apparently he knew that somebody had fucking altered the footballs, right? Sure. And I'm gonna yell at Jonah too because he's he's an, he's like, oh, I suspect I who fucking cares about a deflated football? He he is it really? They got, it's not four games worth. It should not have been four games. I mean, Ray Rice hooked his fucking girlfriend in an elevator on camera, and they gave him two. And then then people complained. They went, oh, I mean, the rest of the season. You know, I it, just I really don't understand this at all. I it's don't. overkill. It's overkill. It's it's Roger Goodell not knowing, trying to please people and not knowing, not instead of like using logic to to hand out his punishments. I don't like Tom Brady and I don't like the Patriots. I don't think he should be fined at all. I don't understand. Like seriously, well, he he broke the rules messing with equipment. Okay, if it's it, and they said the part wrist. of it was his his non cooperation. All right. I, it just it seems like such a victimless crime to take air out of a football. Well, it's not victimless. Oh, he can get a better grip on the football. Let everybody fucking. It seems ridiculous, dude. I it's just... not. It's not victimless. It's not. It's not. Not. I'm a breaking kind of, of the rules. It. I'm pooing it. I just. I, it seems sucking. It, it sucking. It honestly, seems fucking terrible. Honestly, I will. I, I I try not to listen whenever they put gate on the end of anything, just because I hate <laughs> not it. even something gate. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I just, it's such a, it is a minimal, cr- not crime, but breaking of the rules. You know, he probably should have got a game or a fine. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I don't really give a fuck. He's going to appeal. It'll get knocked down to two. It's that, um, that seems like such a really, non-topic. They really didn't have any proof that he knew. They we really, they had a lot of pride. They used a lot of probabilities and more than likely that he knew. And it's like you don't even know if he knew. There was more Get coverage over. on this fucking thing than anything else in the news right now Gosh, that I've seen. It's so obnoxious. I don't care. I Deflated really footballs, don't. man. That's our national fucking agenda. Deflated footballs. It, it doesn't. It's. I don't care. I like sports. I like it's baseball season. Yeah. Stop talking God. about football. Fuck you guys. All right. The Bears are going to suck this year. I have no excitement for football except for fantasy. I'm sure our women listeners are going to want to weigh in on this topic because there's been this thing on social media going around about what women prefer for a man's body. Have you heard oh, about the dad type? The yeah. dad bod. Hey, but I, 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 I knew our that, time would come. I hate that fucking term. I just, I don't, it sounds creepy to me. The dad bod. So there was a guy. I just want to point this out. There was a guy that posted this article, and he was basically stating how women that he's known, quote unquote, prefer this type of body. And it's essentially a guy that doesn't go to the gym all the time, but he goes sometimes and, you know, he'll have a six pack of beer and eat a bunch of pizza. But he's not fat. He just is kind of, you know, they want a guy's guy slumming it around. So he writes this article and he cites all the reasons why this is great because they're more cuddly and all this other bullshit and women should prefer this as opposed to a guy that's got a six pack or anything. And so somebody actually did a a little test. uh, And if you're familiar with Chris Pratt, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, he was ripped in this movie. He was the the main character, Star-Lord. But he was also in Parks and Recreation and he was a chubbier guy in the show. So he got ripped for the superhero movie. And it's like, did you prefer him before or after? And it was pretty much equally split down the middle of women preferring him as a chubbier dude as opposed to, like, okay. ripped with a six Personal preference. I think uh, the dad bod is, like, a social agenda for some dude that doesn't want to fucking work out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it falls in line with the... It went viral. How does shit go viral like You that? know, you're fat shaming. Yeah. You know, the, the women that work out, like that one woman that posts on Facebook, she works out and she's got the three kids and she's yeah. all ripped. And so they try to make her the bad guy for posting it on Facebook. And it's like, when, since when is, and we've talked about this. For sure. Since when has be, being healthier? Oh, they're just not healthy. Yeah. You know, I have, my friend's wife uh, is very thin and she eats and she exercises for sure but she does, but she's just a thin person and she's been called like unhealthy and all this shit and i can't believe you starve yourself and you know and when did being healthy being in shape working out become like the bad thing it's because our our society is so fucking lazy and they don't like to be told to do things that they sit and they go do you think that's where this comes from oh yeah, yeah. it's they don't like oh don't don't tell me i have to work out I have a dad and bod. And so they fight against it and say, well, you're fat shaming me. And this is what real women look like. Or this is what real men look like. And I, I always say, I'm like, my wife is thin and she's in good shape. And she's a real woman. Your wife is thin and in good shape. She's a real woman. Yeah. 
you I know, don't like when people step, give a There shape. are different sizes and shapes. Shape, believe it or not. There so. are different sizes and shapes of people. And some people prefer one way. Some people prefer another. But if you are obese, you are unhealthy. Yeah. That's it. Don't try to justify it and say, well, this is what we look like. This is what you look like, fatty. <laughs> Get a fuck. Hit the gym. Stop eating fried foods. Stop. Because you're gonna you're 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 unhealthy. That's the bottom. There's got to be the fine line. The fine line. You know, I look at man when I when I'm not in the training mode, I inflate probably about uh, 15 pounds. By the time like the race comes around, yeah, I actually have a six pack. Sure, it's fucking awesome. And I'll be honest, like seriously, I told Allison like you could prefer me like how I am now this this very moment, or in 18 weeks. When I'm completely ripped, which one would you prefer? She just like, really? Come on, you really have to ask? Yeah. You really have to ask? Yeah. It's the ripped part. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Who doesn't want? I mean, it's 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 a nice look. Right. If I had a six pack and I took my shirt off and somebody said, ew, <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Well, and, and it's not. And again, it goes to, you know, people say, well, uh, you know, these models. And they make us feel bad self-image. Come on. That looks good. There's a reason. So what do they do? What do they do to counter it? They get fat models. You know, we were at the bigger models of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. What they call them plus size. They're not even plus size. They're like, I don't even know how they consider those girls big. Yeah, because they're not rails. Because they're tall, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they watched, they had the, uh, Amy watches The Bachelor, and I watched the last season with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And they got all these, like, beautiful women they're parading in. And then they parade in, like, one fat chick. And she was a plus-size model. And she lasted, like, eight minutes on the show. All right. It was like, yeah, we didn't have a connection. Yeah, your connection was she's a chunker. You know, unless you prefer a big girl. Can I go off on a little tangent here? All right. All right. All right. We got this guy at the wine bar nicknamed The Professor. He's a very cool dude. Um, I'm not going to say his profession or anything, but I guess you can probably figure it out. Anyway, he uh, was sitting next to me, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool wine label on one of the ones that were brought in. It was this really unique label that had like a um, textured fuzz on it. I was like, this is weird. I've never seen anything like that. And there was another bottle with an astronaut on it. Okay? Looked really stupid. It was like the sticker of an astronaut. Okay. Both bottles cost the same exact amount of money. And I just made the comment, oh, this looks nice. He goes, well, you know, you should really taste it first. I'm like, I said this one looks nice and this one doesn't in comparison. I have no idea what the wine tastes like. He's like, well, you should probably try them both in order to make that opinion. And I'm like, I'm not judging the wine. I'm judging the label. Yeah. I was like, if I was in a store, these are both $40, and I walk by this one, and I walk by that one, I'm going to purchase this one without any other knowledge. Like, if I didn't have any kind of, if, if I didn't read the descriptions, sure. or anything, this is the one that attracts me more. Because it looks cool. He's like, well, you got to be, <laughs> I love his term, you got to be more of the Martin Luther King when it comes to wine. You can't make a ju- you can't judge a book by its cover. And I was like, that's bullshit. The Martin Luther King. Yeah, it was a. We all ripped on him, Fred. This you guy's guess, a professor. He was. He's. You. He's one of the funniest fucking dudes you'll ever meet. He's a great dude. Okay. Besides the point, I. I called him out. It's like that's bullshit. He's. You mean to tell me that if you walk by two things, 
and one looked more attractive to you, you would say, oh, well, I have to give them both an equal shot. Yeah. That's bullshit. And I decided, okay, if you had a girl, two girls, yeah. they both were in the same things you were. They both, they both hike, and you hike, all right? And you mean to tell me that if one was 120 pounds, a buxom blonde, and the other one was 300 pounds, buxom blonde, you wouldn't just cite on that appearance alone that you would prefer the thinner one because she's probably more sporty. And he goes, well, I'm like, got you. There's no way you're not going to pick the thinner one. And it's just because of your interest. He's a hiker and all this other shit. If you go with her, she's probably not going to be able to be as fast as you and keep up. It's just a visual bias. Ask and me the same question. Huh? Ask me the same question. Luke, would you prefer somebody that's 120 pounds versus someone that's 300 pounds? Go for the threesome. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can't plead no bias. Everyone's sure. got biases. Yeah, there's that's why they put things in pretty packaging. It yeah. attracts you. And I, I and seriously, dude, I have no problem. When I was a single guy, I dated skinny girls, fat girls. It did not matter to me. But if you're just going by no information and you have to pick, always going to be the more attractive thing. The dad bod well, thing is a bunch of bullshit. No, it's I, what it's what it's but it's what attracts you. Yeah. And if you're attracted to that, fine. But my whole point is not the what people like they like. Mm-hmm. But don't. Try to, to shame the shame, other side. Shame yeah. people for taking care of themselves to make you feel better about not taking care of yourself. And I think we both agree. There's people out there right now saying, I love the dad bod. Sure. Good. That's awesome. Love it. Love it all you want. But I'm telling you, a majority of the people are going to like somebody that's more physically fit. Sure. No matter what. It's yeah. just well, that's the way it is. Next but, topic. Next habit. Hey, buddy. All right. This one was kind of fucked up, man. Uh, it was in social media, not social media. It was on um, a couple of the blogger websites, and I hate the fact that I got this off of those sites because uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Bill Cosby. Okay, Louis C.K. Okay, one of my favorite comedians. Yes, I think he's too. great. I love his show. Hilarious guy. Okay, so this blog article comes out, and it says Louis C.K. has been uh, sexually harassing women. I'm like, okay, let's let's read the article. What's what's the article say? It's not even an article, it's a blog. It's a it's somebody's musing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Allegedly, Mr. CK has uh frequently gone up to women uh that work the comedy circuits with him. Okay. And snuck up behind him. It's like, hey, guess what? I'm gonna fuck you later. And it whispers in the back of their ear. And there's also a, a supposed incident of him whipping out his dick and jerking off in front of people and, you know, just whipping it out and jerking off. All right? So Okay. Okay, so apparently this has happened a few times. This is a, uh, sourcing. Where's the source? This guy is the source. So there's no source. It's just a guy that heard it. All right? <laughs> so there's no credible source. There's, right. no, there's no women All coming right. forward or anything like yep. that. So he writes this article about it, and then at the very end of the article, if you've heard anything about Louis C.K., write to us. Give us a tip, an insider tip. And I'm just thinking, wow, you guys cited – my thing just unscrewed. You guys cited an entire blog based on one identified source. Yeah. That, to me, is almost 
grounds for suing. That's got to be libel, in my opinion. He says he's uh, now again. Could he could be doing these things? That's one thing. But you can't fucking just call somebody out like that. Yeah. A public figure and say, oh, he's whipping out his dick and jerking off in front of women. Could be true. I don't give a shit. If it is true, cite a name. Yeah. Cite a source. You can't just throw that out there. You should be able to get fucking charges pressed against you, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if his if his blog, I always say that with that tone, blog. it mattered, uh, <laughs> Louis C.K. might. It's very popular blog. I think the guy's, think the guy's a, digging for something to try to make, that's what it know, seems make like. himself more popular and that's he's an asshole but here's the thing that really Bloggers, kills me about it no you they don't like you when you get down to the comment section half the people don't even read the article they just saw the headline yeah and they're like oh i can't believe it what a scumbag oh i can't believe it another bill cosby yeah so at least a few thousand people and already you know have this you image. know it's, and you know what's the next step is society's approach mm. All comedians are sexually charged <laughs> assholes. Well, we are sexually, and I consider us comedians. So, uh, so I mean, but that's the next step. They, they, they. We need. We should ban comedy because uh, it, it obviously harasses people. No, it breeds harassers. Here, you know, you always have to go with the thing. Like, you know, maybe there's some truth to the story. That apparently, there's all these incidents, but that's not the point. The point is, if you're going to write something about somebody, if I say Luke Pascal molests dogs, I heard it from a guy, and you put that on a fucking yeah. blog, which is insanely popular, which gets read by tens of thousands of people, cite some fucking sources. You can't just say they did the same thing with Jerry Seinfeld last year. Jerry Seinfeld made a comedic remark, or like a fish out of water story, because he was in an urban area, a black area. And he was getting a sandwich. And he said, like, oh, I felt so out of place. Jerry Seinfeld's a multimillionaire doing comedy in Las Vegas. Yeah. He said something like, I felt out of place. Probably didn't use that exact words. But people's like, oh, fucking rich man Jerry Seinfeld fucking must hate black people. Yeah. Feel so out of place. Oh, yeah. And that was a blog they that they wrote. They reach for it. And it's it's. Everyone thinks their opinion matters, and they're just going to... And it's funny, the worst... Jerry Seinfeld worse was sitting than, here, he'd fill out a place. Worse than a blogger <laughs> writing that is people actually cite these blogs as sources. As fact. As fact. Yeah. They look and go... I mean, I had someone arguing something political with me once, and they said, read this. And they put it... I go, it's a blog guy! <laughs> he just, I, it's like, if I wrote my shit down, would you cite it as a source? Yeah, editorials are fun. They're great. But don't just fucking flat out say, oh... Yeah. Louis C.K. is jerking off in front of people and, you know, yeah. sending a tip if you've heard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Louis C.K. is is uh, is jerking off in front of people. If you can actually uh, make my story true, write in. Here's the sad part. Now that we've talked about it, for the few people that actually listen to our show, now that's in their head, too. Oh, Louis C.K. must be. <laughs> they might look it up. Now, now fucking break. His job is to make us laugh. I don't care what he does with this time as long as he's not raping people. Oh, yeah. And the people that said, oh, just like Bill Cosby, no. even if he did jerk off in front of somebody, not the same as rape. Yeah. Not I, the same. Bill Cosby didn't do that. <laughs> Bill Cosby drugged women and had sex with them. Over 40 times. Here's the, here's the, here's the difference. <laughs> not not the same. It's like, oh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld uh, looks at uh, Playboy magazine. Just like Bill Cosby. Oh, just like Bill. Yeah. Anything sex. <laughs> All comedians must keep their dick in their pants now locked away because Bill Cosby. Oh, well, I think it's time for Attorney Luke 
Oh, Attorney Luke. Attorney okay. Luke. Let me get my other diploma. I was ready with for Dr. Luke. Oh, Attorney first, man. <laughs> okay. Um, we posted the little article on our uh, site. We were going to talk about it last week. Unfortunately, Luke and I both work a lot, so we I could not sick. record. Oh, you I were was... sick last week. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, and I was gone all this was... week. I'm glad we got to do I it. I didn't move off the couch last Sunday. I was dying. That's no good. All right. Nebraska woman. Yep. Her name is... Sylvia Driscoll. Okay, Sylvia. Age 66. Okay. Sylvia. (laughs) She's representing herself. Yeah. In the case of Driscoll versus homosexuals, which is just a great title for a movie, I think. (laughs) And uh, Ken wrote in, he wrote uh, TLDR to our, uh, our story. Strawberry jam hands. Yeah, yeah. And too long didn't read. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, if you look at the size of her fucking complaint, he just like. Oh, oh yeah, I, I panned through it. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm gonna spend an hour and a half reading handwritten complaint. Oh shit! But she basically, here's the thing, man. She she tried to petition for this case. Yeah. All she wanted was them to admit it was a sin. I guess. Like. That's it. Okay. So she cited Bible sources and stuff like that, which yeah. are highly admissible in court. And the uh, the judge kindly dismissed her. Now, however, this is the Attorney Luke segment. Okay. In the Attorney Luke segment, would you like me to read some of her claims, or do you give a shit? I don't. Ooh, you're popular. I don't. Okay. I'll... Oh, you're not going to take the call. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you don't take the case, or you don't want to hear her claims? No, so I don't care about crazy, it. I mean, crazy I woman comes basics. to you. Pamela's going to be like, hey, I want to sue all the homosexuals. And she just wants them to admit it's a sin? I, I don't like um, their delicious, Originally, I said I would take the case, um, right. but there's really no money in it. <laughs> She's from Nebraska. So. Well, I mean, is she not suing for money? I mean, I no. would... <laughs> I'm not sure what she even wants. She just wants, it's a sin. Say it's a sin. Say um, it. Say it, you homosexuals. You know, if you're looking for a big fight, it's going to expand to, you know, how much does one's personal religious beliefs fall in line. But everyone's got a different view of what's a sin, so. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's. The judge basically said to her, uh, it is not the court's decision whether or not to make opinions on theological debate. Yeah. Thank you case dismissed she's obviously loony i mean it's obviously but here's a it's like page here's what's page. gonna happen you have your extremists like her oh god that are doing that and then you're gonna have your extremists on the other side that are gonna say see see all christians that's why i'm an atheist that's why i'm this or that's why they're the, all you christians why don't you have priests molest children you know and they'll throw everything and you're sitting there going i <laughs> I'm I'm a Christian. I don't think that I'm going to sue any gay people anytime soon. I don't. I think she's an idiot. So what you know? But they they you know. And so you have your both sides. You think about your. All right. Oh wait wait wait. You know again. I I agree with you. 100%. If you have two friends that are an idiot, they're both idiots. Okay. <laughs> and then you have your normal group. I know a few extremes, of those. Okay. All right. Let's take. Let's bring it to an actual thing that happened. Okay. okay? Our friend Jeff. Ziggy? Yes. Okay. Got drunk here. <laughs> well, there's a shock. Was getting obnoxious. <laughs> was getting loud. Started crying. 
doing no, his normal Jeff. No. I drink when that I drink, I get like uh, emotional. All right. Decided he wanted John Garza to punch him in the face because he uh, wanted to know what it felt like. And there was a there was a point where we all stopped and went, okay. And John was going to punch him in the face. Like it took a lot of like, and then we had to finally stop him because he would have killed him. But yeah, there was a bit. point where we considered like, yeah, I think Jeff needs to be punched in the face right now. <laughs> so you have these extremists, and I think they need to fight it out. You just let them fight it out, and so they both look like fools, and we can all look and go, ah, yes. But that fools. would that would have been a fight. That would just been him getting punched in the face. Yeah, Jeff needed to be punched in the face. Sometimes you just got to take a beating. All right, but let's go back to the case at hand. Okay. All right, say this Nebraska woman has a shit ton of money, and she's looking for the lawyer. I would take it. Take the case. I would take it. I'm 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 trying to make you be the devilest of devilest advocates. I would take it. How do you present the case for the court to actually take you seriously? How do I present the case? Yeah, um, like how do you how do you approach the judge and say, well, no, no, right. no, 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 we're not asking about that. So I, I cite the Constitution's freedom of, of religion, mm-hmm. um, and I cite also that there is nothing stated that says freedom from religion that's a, a created by— We've discussed. Uh, yeah. Um, it's freedom of religion, and by her religion and by the standards that society is now set, uh, homosexuality is in, the, is in the front and almost chic. To be, and we have we have a mutual friend whose name I will tell you later who wants their child is hoping their child is gay. Yeah, we talked about this before. We didn't know you and I didn't. I thought we in Pat, but not on the show. Oh, okay. you mentioned it to me. So. Uh, no, no, I first heard for the first time last night. This is something different then. Okay, okay. very cool. Um, but uh, so it's in the forefront, and putting it in the forefront is a violation of her constitutional rights because they're they're parading in front of her. Uh, Something that she finds offensive. It's the same as as open racism. Okay, there's so you, my, you, you there's can, my argument so that I can earn my my your check two hundred and fifty dollars. Even though you probably don't feet. believe anything you're saying, I don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. You, you I don't have to. Believe, I, I could defend anything. All right, all right. I, I I could defend anything. I don't need a. I don't need to believe in it. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Attorney, look, will always take your case, <laughs> no That's matter right. how absurd. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Attorney Luke. We're gonna switch gears and go to the doctor. Dr. Right, let me Luke. switch out my diploma. Dr. Luke is a segment where I ask Dr. Luke questions Thanks, of sexual and um, relationship natures, and that just sounded like a really fucked up intro, so I'm just going to keep it. You used to, you used to roll with those. I know. You, just, you haven't gotten it right in like five shots. No, I got, it, I got it right the last show, and I fucking deteriorated again. Yeah. It, I missed like five jump shots in a row, got one lucky layup, and... You banked one in <laughs> last show, and... <laughs> Womp, womp, um, all right, Dr. Luke, simple one to start off with. Okay. Guy's asking for uh, just quick up, uh, pick up advice. What is the easiest way to pick up chicks at the bar, Dr. Luke? Talking about an old school guy, probably doesn't have Tinder or anything. He wants to know how to approach a group of women. Sounds like somebody that's a little shy and doesn't know the best way to do it. The, the best thing, well, it depends on what kind of bar you're in. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, when I visualize the bar, let's say a tuckaway tavernish. Okay. Crowded. Here's the here's the Gaggle way. of women. And there's always that element of, with the pickup line of becoming cheesy. Yeah. Um, and then you lose. Make them laugh. Usually honesty. Would you recommend the purchasing of a drink, or you think that's the chump way to do it? That's a chump way. Make yeah. them give you a little time first and then buy them drinks. 
You know, if you actually um, wait at the bar, sometimes a girl will actually come up to you and say, hey, are you going to buy me a drink? Do not fall for that. <laughs> oh, because yeah. it is a ploy to get a free drink. Yeah. She is not into you. Trust me on that. So Yeah. Generally, yeah. I mean, in those you, you, for poachers, you know, and then they go back to their boyfriend with their drink. Um, <laughs> you know, I've actually seen Gabby do that. Oh, my Larry's ex-girlfriend used to buy, get drinks from guys and then bring them to us. Oh, it's so fucked up, man. So do not buy the, do not buy the drink. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. No. It's just, just, just make, if they want to talk to you, they'll talk to you. Just make hey, them laugh. But just pretend, walk up and say, you're talking to you buddy. walk up. Yeah. You got five women sitting at a table. They're all, no, no guys with them. And you're, you're there. You walk up to them. And so I could, you know, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to take my shot. Any one of you five and start doing like a freaking like uh, no, that's funny. a runway. I like that. the runway presenting for them and then go to each one. Interested, interested, interested. OK, <laughs> almost reeks of desperation, and you know but cuteness at the same time. It's not. De- I mean, you're but you're going for the humor of it. And if yeah. one of them says, yeah, come on, sit down. I, I really appreciate your whatever. And if they don't like you, you just went for the joke. You didn't make an ass of yourself. You went for a little goofiness and you move on. You didn't walk up and go. Are you an angel? <laughs> because heaven dropped a something, something, whatever, you know. We had this one guy at the bar, uh, and I thought he played it perfectly. Um, there was a group of about eight. Or women. you walk up and say, "I have two yeah. penises." <laughs> Our two penises was—it's it's a genuine lock. Somebody's going to want to see. Yep. Somebody's going to want to see. This guy did not have two penises. Um, there was a group of eight women. I would assume at least half of them were married. Some were probably dating, but you can always assume there's one single one in a group of eight. So the guy who was actually sitting at the bar. Bought a bottle of champagne, really inexpensive one. Just went over, just he said, "Hey, give me a bunch of glasses." And I was like, "Okay." Grabbed the bottle of champagne, grabbed the glasses, sat down without being invited. He goes, "I just thought some of you ladies would like some champagne. I don't want to drink by myself." Wow, what a response that this guy got! It wasn't like buying a drink and giving it to somebody. He approached the group. And that's kind of the same thing you're talking about. Yeah. Approaching the group, I think, is be the best route. So don't approach just one, and hopefully you'll get lucky with the one you want. But, hey, yeah. <laughs> sometimes somebody's going to end up your silver medal. Yeah. Or bronze. Great. Next question for Dr. Luke. It's kind of fucked up, man. I've been divorced for over 10 years. Okay. I ran into my ex. Okay. I've been having a bit of a dry spell lately, mm-hmm. and me and the ex were chit-chatting. Okay. Do I try and get a little uh, sex out of this? Because the possibility is there. Or do I avoid the X? How at much of the cost? possibility? Uh, let's say it's going to happen if they pursue. What was uh, the I relationship? Uh, How, what was the breakup like? Obviously I mean, divorced. It, so you haven't seen her in 10 years? So? It's been a 10 year separation. Yeah, grudge fucker. Grudge fuck. At no point do you do anything Such that... Such a terrible fucking you, no phrase. No point do you do anything Brr. that pleases her. She will not have an orgasm. You will, though. Let's assume she's the craziest bitch in the world. Let's add hypotheticals to it. She's fucking nuts. Like, let's say the reason you got divorced is because she is certifiable. Oh, right? you left her? You left her. Let's say you divorced her. However, you're going through the dry spell. Nah, She's around. Do it. Rub one out. Don't stick your dick in crazy. No. Don't stick your dick in crazy. Oh man! If she left you, maybe what if grudge fucked the shit out of her? What What if it's a year? You haven't had sex in a year. Do you? And she's still fucking crazy. Do you do it? 
No, you get a hooker. <laughs> Cheaper. <laughs> Otherwise, you can buy it with a dead cat. So, all right. This one's more of a serious one for yeah. Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke, what is your opinion on sexual education in school? Uh, if it should be taught, when should it be taught, if at all? So, um, I'm going fifth grade. All right. Uh, sixth grade? Or fifth grade? Fifth. fifth, okay. Um, so you think it should be taught? Sure. Just the uh, basic well, biology you teach of the it? biology of it. Right. And that's it. That's it? Their views and their, uh, you know, birth control and all that should be taught at home. Okay. Um, because everyone has different morals, different ethics, different beliefs. Um, so you teach the biology of it. This is how you have sex. This is where how a baby is made. Mm-hmm. And so when I was going through school at um, St. Simeon, when we had our eighth grade and seventh grade sex ed classes, I do recall being taught that uh, I was taught abstinence. Yeah. And I was also taught flat out the whole thing about abortion. You're going through yeah. a Catholic school, you're assuming yeah. oh, abortion you know, is, is wrong. Different. It's, it's private school. Catholic, private school. Catholic school can teach their own beliefs. Do you, do you think that they should even touch the sex stuff in a private school? Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to... Biology aside. Have sex, too. Yeah. You know, so you got to teach them how to do it. Yeah. Um, if you want to teach your beliefs beyond that, then that's private school. Your people are paying to be there. You don't have to be there. You know? So, yeah. The interesting conversation on uh, um that just happened, the guys at the other show, uh, a lot of them are, are dads with young boys. And they notice that their boys are becoming more mature and they're realizing stuff about themselves. Like, oh, God, I got a dick. Yeah. So they'll ask questions as a kid, like, hey, what's what's this? And they were it's your cowboy. It, it, well, that's the thing. That, that's the question. That was the thing. So how do you explain what that is to a kid? Do you give them the, the science you- of it? Or do you say that's your penis? That's your dick? What, what, what were you told as a kid from your... Your parents like, hey, I don't what think the I hell asked. is this? I said, huh? it's my dick, and I pee with it. it okay, he's the dick. Okay, because I I remember. Well, I mean, my dad never having the conversation. <laughs> like one time, I might have been like, "What's my eleventh finger doing down there?" And you know, uh, I don't, I don't, know, I don't remember even talking about it. I don't remember. Like, yeah, but what, do, you, do you call it the dick? Like, if you had a little boy, what? Would no, you tell him I to call probably it? wouldn't call it anything. I just you don't want him going around school like, hey, thing. check out my dick. <laughs> The penis. I know, I've had creative language my whole life, so once I became confident enough to start making jokes, I the cowboy. Yeah, I just well, I used cowboy when I coached wrestling because the kids would get hit, you know. And you know, like, where'd you get it in the cowboy? <laughs> all right, bounce it out, you know. Oh man, that's that's all I got for Doctor Luke today, man. All right. Is there uh, any topics that you would like to go through? No, I brought up the ones that I felt. Uh, all right, hold on a second. I'm gonna try and do something real quick. Let's see, J-A-R-E-D, Jared Sampson. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can get Jared on the phone real quick. Oh, we're calling Jared. Yeah, we're going to call Jared. You reached Jared Sampson. You douche. You know, I wrote in my blog, actually, when Jared doesn't answer the phone, it's because he's working a glory hole. <laughs> and if you have if you have any information corroborating my story, send it in to me. <laughs> Jared was going to be our call-in guest okay. uh, today because Jared... Jared has information on the uh, Jonah story that we've been reciting over and over about Las Vegas, and he has the information about uh, 
him changing his flight. Yeah, good. He's changing his flight, and uh, he said there's a little bit more to the story about him getting intoxicated and what had happened. So I wanted the inside scoop from him, but apparently we're not going to get it today. Okay, so. we'll get it. Son of a bitch. The, I think the best line of that whole thing was Aaron looking at me going, there's no reason for him to be this drunk <laughs> this time of the day, the day we're leaving. I'm tired. Yeah. i got to go do a business meeting uh, at 11.30, and that goes till 2.30 on a Saturday. You enjoy that. What are you doing? Uh, I'm working tonight. And uh, tomorrow, if we, uh, well, getting together with you, whether rain or shine. It's going to happen. All right, man. Well, uh, listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Um, that just happened. Something gay, dust drunks, the Vag Dialogues, and, of course, the Mothership. You're going to get a disease. Anything else, brother? Nope. For Luke, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. <laughs>